When wishes were horses and beggars could ride, in a stone castle by the sea there lived a rich land. How am I supposed to choose? There are so many. And so he left the trail, and he followed the sound of the music. I am the goat from the hills and the mountains. And when I have finished eating these herbs and these vegetables, then I shall eat you, too. Once upon a time, and welcome to the Story Story Podcast. I'm your host, Isabel Hauser, and I have some stories for you. This is a podcast to hear traditional stories told by some of the best storytellers in the world. It will take you to long ago and far away, and will bring you back safely. Daylight savings time had caught me by surprise. When I went out for a walk after work as I did every day, night was already falling. A pale full moon was rising from behind the mountain, and as I looked up into the sky, the stars that had already come out were twinkling as if to greet me. It was the night of the blue moon, a time of magic, where the veil between the worlds is thinner than usual. Therefore, I decided not to go into the forest. After all, you never know who you might meet on a night like this. Instead, I walked for a while along the well-lit street and then headed down to the lake, to a pebbly beach surrounded by beech, ash and oak trees that I liked very much. It was quiet, the only sound in the night, the waves gently lapping on the shore. The swans had already tucked their heads under their wings, shimmering in the moonlight. I tread very softly so as not to wake them with the sound of my steps on the stones. And as I carefully set one foot in front of the other, I saw it. A glow beneath the surface of the water. First I thought it was a mirage, a trick of the moonlight. But no, some rocks were emanating a soft light, like fireflies, purple, golden, red, blue, all the colors of the rainbow. I bent down and reached out to grab one. The water was icy cold, but the stone felt warm. The first teller for this episode is Eliza Permain, a professional storyteller with over 30 years of experience under her belt. She's also a licensed therapist, helping adults to hear their own stories in new ways for personal growth and healing. In this episode, she shares the story of Dervish in the Ditch. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow wrote, that if we could read the secret history of our enemies, we should find in each man's life sorrow and suffering enough to disarm all hostility. Once, an old dervish master and his student were walking along a dusty road from one village to another. The day was hot, and they walked in silence. Suddenly, up ahead, they saw a cloud of dust rising. 
and around the bend in the road came a horse-drawn carriage. It was traveling at such a great speed with a driver urging the horses on. As the carriage approached, the old teacher and the student could see that the driver was not slowing his horses or veering. In fact, at the last second, they had to jump into the ditch full of gravel and nettles to avoid being hit. Well, the student, being more nimble, was the quicker to his feet. He climbed from the ditch and he raised his fist to curse at the driver. But the old teacher came up behind him and stayed his hand. And instead he called out, May all your deepest needs and desires be satisfied. Well, the student was dumbfounded. He said, Teacher, how could you wish that all his needs and desires be satisfied? He just forced us into a ditch. You could have been hurt. And the old teacher responded, Do you really think that if all of his needs and desires were satisfied, he would be so uncaring as to knock an old man and his student into a ditch? The fairy tale sponsor for this episode is Paddy Leprechaun's Shoemaking Services. Do you know what will make your feet happy ever after? Having shoes that fit like a glove, laces that tie themselves, and soles that will never show as much as a sign of wear and tear. Your feet long to feel like they are walking on clouds, no matter how skyscraper high the heels. And Paddy Leprechaun is here to tell you that all those fantasies can be a reality. From ballroom slippers to hiking boots and sneakers that will change color when you step on a four-leaf clover, Paddy Leprechaun will make all your orthopedic dreams come true. With one look at your feet, he knows from centuries of experience exactly just what will make them happy. And not only will the shoes make you happy, they might also make you rich. Because whatever model you choose, the shoes will carry you to the end of the rainbow and back. And with the bit of luck of the Irish that is worked into every shoe, they might even lead you to the legendary pot of gold. So try your luck and get your first pair of Paddy Leprechaun shoes today. Paddy Leprechaun's shoemaking services tread lightly as a fairy into your happy ever after. Did you know that all the patrons of the podcast have a magical ability from never burning toast to being able to predict shooting stars and are patrons of the arts? Also, All patrons, from the Magic Beans to the Seven League Boots, get a Story Story postcard four times a year. The postcards feature one of the delightful fairy tale sponsor images. Would you like to get a postcard from the podcast as well? Well, if you sign up as a patron at any level, you will get one in the mail this December, wherever you are in the world. Find out more and become a patron by going to patreon.com forward slash story story podcast or storystorypodcast.com. A big thank you to all the listeners who already are patrons. You are the chocolate chips to our banana bread. Mm-hmm. 
The rock I had picked up from the water was the size of a baby's fist and a pulsating purple luminescence in the palm of my hand. And then, the oddest thing happened. As the warmth of the stone spread through my body, I was filled with such hope. It felt as if I was enveloped in a warm, cinnamon-scented hug, and I just knew that everything, everything was going to be all right, one way or another. I smiled and bent down to pick up another rock from the water, this time a peachy yellow one. And as soon as my fingers curled around it, I couldn't help but giggle. It tickled like a fizzy lemon drop, and the joy I felt was exhilarating. I picked up one stone after another. I felt the hot, powerful rush of anger. I sat with envy for a little while until the taste of my tongue became too bitter. I felt the entire rainbow of feelings. And I don't know how much time I spent on the beach that night, but when at last I began to make my way home, the moon was high in the sky. I had returned all the luminescent stones back to the lake, enchanted by the scene they created. But one, one I took with me. The stars were twinkling as if to say goodnight when I cast one last look into the inky black sky before going to bed. I nodded as if to acknowledge them and then closed the window and drew the curtains. The pebble was softly glowing still, a warm presence in the palm of my hand when sleep gathered me in her arms and swiftly carried me over to the land of dreams. The next morning, when I woke up, I found my fingers gently curled around an ordinary pebble, grey, like the hundreds and thousands you'd find on any lakeshore anywhere in the world. But I knew the magic it held, the magic that had unveiled itself on the night of the blue moon. I don't think I will ever look at pebbles or rocks or stones the way I did before, and it fills me with such joy and wonder to imagine just how filled with magic the world is, just waiting for us to take the time and discover it. The second teller for this episode is Liz Weir from Northern Ireland, mentor and storyteller extraordinaire. In this episode, she shares a story that is particularly close to my heart, for it is one of the first stories that I learned when I started out as a storyteller when I stayed with her some years ago. Now please enjoy Liz Weir's telling of the king with horse's ears. Once there was a very bold prince. Because his daddy was the king and his mummy was the queen, he was totally spoilt. He could do almost anything he liked. He called people names, he teased other children, and he was mean to animals. Nobody ever gave out to him. One day the prince was strolling through the palace stables when, for no reason at all, he lifted his foot 
and kicked one of the royal horses. He thought no one saw him. But there in the corner of the stable was an old woman dressed in a black cloak. She decided the prince must be taught a lesson once and for all. And she had the power to do it. The next morning, when the prince woke up, he felt very strange. He lifted up one hand to the top of his head and felt something there. He lifted up the other hand and felt something else. He jumped out of bed to look in the mirror. There, on top of his head, were two horses' ears. What was he to do? He couldn't run and say, Mummy, Daddy, I kicked one of your horses and now I have horses' ears. He decided he would keep it a secret. He would hide the ears under his crown. From then on, the prince was never seen without his crown. He wore it when he was playing. He wore it in the bath. He even wore it in bed. Everybody in the palace thought it was a bit odd. But since he was so much quieter and better behaved, nobody passed any remarks about it. Years passed and the prince became king. He married and had children of his own. But during all those years, no one ever saw him without his crown. No one, that is, except for the royal barber, as princes and kings and people of quality need to keep their hair looking smart. The king made the barber promise never to tell anyone his secret, or else he would have his head cut off. In those days, kings could do that sort of thing. The barber kept the secret for years and years. Now, it's very hard to keep such a big secret for such a long time. The barber couldn't stop thinking about the king's ears, but he couldn't tell anyone about them. He couldn't sleep properly. He couldn't eat properly. He was very unhappy. At last, he went to the doctor, who checked him out and said, I can find nothing the matter with you. Are you worrying about something? I can't tell you, said the barber. Well, said the doctor, if you can't tell me, why don't you take a walk in the forest and tell it to the trees? The barber took a walk that very evening. He found a very big tree in the middle of the forest with a hole in its trunk. He got right up close to it and whispered, The king has horse's ears. Phew! He'd said it out loud. What a relief! He felt so much better. Just about this time, the king was planning a big birthday party. He had invited all the other kings and queens and all the important people from round about 
to join in the fun. He ordered the cooks to prepare the best of food. He wanted to have some fine music for his party, so he called for the royal harper. It's time you made yourself a new harp, ordered the king. Go into the forest and pick any tree you like. Only the best will do. The next day, the harper went deep into the forest and chose a fine, strong tree. He made himself a beautiful new harp out of it. On the day of the party, all the guests were gathered in the royal palace. The king and queen and the royal children were dressed in their grandest clothes and the king was wearing a wonderful new crown. The order was given. And now, let the royal music start. The moment the royal harper plucked the strings of his brand new harp, it began to sing. The king has horse's ears. The king has horse's ears. Everyone stared at the king. First he turned pale. Then he turned red. Then he turned purple. Giggling and whispering started in the crowd and spread throughout the palace. That's why he wears his crown all the time. He's got horse's ears. The king lost his temper and pulled the crown off his head. All right, have a laugh, he shouted. Two horses' ears. The crowd roared with laughter. And tears started to roll down the king's cheeks. Then the queen spoke. Stop this at once, she said. This is your king and my husband. He's been a good king. He's a good husband. And a good father to our children. I rather like his ears. I think they look quite special. Then the crowd grew silent. People started saying kind things about the king and his ears. Actually, they look quite smart. Well, they are different. From then on, the king sometimes wore his crown and sometimes he didn't. He was happy. There was one even happier person in the kingdom, though. That was the barber, because he had realised that a secret is better out than in. Thank you for listening to the Story Story Podcast. Show the love. Find Eliza Permain at wisdomtales.com and Liz Weir at lizweir.org. Tell them you heard them on the podcast and now want to hear them tell more stories. We are still in strange times for performing artists, but art is needed now more than ever. So many storytellers are doing online events, so you... Yes, you 
can see and hear some of your favorite storytellers of the podcast tell stories from the comfort of your home. These may be different times, but the opportunities to connect with the magic of live storytelling are abundant. Go find your favorite tellers from the podcast and discover what they can bring to your home. You can connect with the podcast or Rachel Ann on Facebook or Instagram at Story Story Podcast or Rachel Ann Harding. And you can find me at isabelhauser.com. You can see the fairy tale sponsor ads on the Story Story Podcast Instagram and Facebook page. And while you are there, let me know the favorite story you have heard or the favorite stories of your childhood. Who knows? Maybe you will hear them here soon. The inspiration for the true fairy tale was a story seed from Laura Packer. You can find her lovely story and writing prompts by looking her up on social media. The music is by Poddington Bear. This podcast is made possible by patrons like you. Consider becoming a patron or joining the mailing list to get podcast goodies or writing a review on Apple Podcasts which helps other story lovers find and enjoy the show. You will hear more stories next week, but until then, live happily ever after. Mary-Kate opened up the door, and there, on the doorstep, wrapped in his own blanket, was her baby. And to this day, Anansi spins webs so that he can catch the flea the fly and the moth that got away. If you go down to the lake on a clear day when the water lies as calm as a sheet of glass, you can still see the rooftops of the castle glittering in the sunlight. And if you listen really closely, you can even hear the festive music from the royal court.